Welcome to Essie's Hour of Love. Woo. Hi guys, it's Grace and I here. I being Essie, just to clarify. I being Grace. Correct. Again. Um, we're up to what episode? This will be... 18. 18. That's so cool. By the way, when we hit 50, we're having a party. <laughs> We need to get more on top of a schedule to get towards a party. But maybe it'll be towards, like, the summertime. You think we'll have 50 episodes by the summer? I would like that because then we could have a summer party. That seems crazy. It's taken us two years to get to 18. Yes, but... Like we think, we're, we're more on a, on a lovely schedule now. We're not on any schedule. Well, I know, we're trying to the be on The goal is to be a schedule. I'd just like to announce that I finished <clears throat> the new revival part of Gilmore Girls. Don't tell me anything. I have not started it yet. Yeah, okay. I came home tonight and my roommate was watching it. Oh, did you get annoyed? I immediately was like, shut it off! Yeah. I'm not ready! I hear you. I would have gotten ready. Yeah, I would be <laughs> like, I can't look at you right now. No. Um... So today's, tonight's episode is Tracy Kiss. So we found out about Tracy Kiss from Sandy Hurari, who was our guest on episode 15, and who is my one of my bosses. And she said that I just have to interview this woman because she's fascinating. I, I honestly think, though, I got probably like 1% of what she act like her life has actually been but oh it definitely sounded like there was a lot more much more but there's only like i met her 15 minutes before i press record she was running late and was hungry so we ordered indian i was wondering if you guys were eating together what was happening with the indian food because you mentioned it well super briefly we just had it we just had indian she rocked up and we had indian food and then we 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 got into the podcast first question is her name actually tracy kiss i think so i mean I think so. She should be a rock star. It's a good name. It's a huh? good name. Um, did you want to, you've listened to the podcast? Did I've you? listened to the podcast, so I'm usually the first one to listen. Or, yeah, or well, I never listen them? back. No, I don't like listening back. <laughs> Pardon me. I think it's weird. It is weird to listen to yourself speak. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I'm usually the first one to listen, and I thought her episode was amazing. I kind of want to meet her now. She sounds like a super awesome mom. Um, right? Yeah. Like, I also feel like, like she could just hang out with us, though. I know, but she sounds like she adores her children yeah. and loves how really different and unique each of them are in their own ways and how they sort of symbolize her and her and their father. Um, something I really loved in the episode is when she's talking about superheroes at the very end. It reminded me of an episode of Chelsea Handler's um, new show on Netflix where she has Kristen Ritter on and Kristen Ritter talks about how her character for Jessica Jones I forgot the name of that and we were just talking about it. Her character for Jessica Jones she originally didn't want to play it because she didn't want to be a female superhero in spandex and showing girls everything that they really shouldn't be when they grow up. But when she found out that she got to throw on some, like, dirty jeans and combat boots, that's the only reason why she signed up. And she was just like, you can be a badass superhero woman just in your everyday clothes. Without a cat suit. Without a cat suit. Or a tutu. Or a tutu. Mm. Cool. You also were, so in the Tracy's episode, she talks about... 
her partner that she's with right now. Yes. And you got a bit frustrated because you didn't I know. I did get actually. frustrated. I couldn't tell how long they've been together. And I think, I could be wrong, but I think it's about four years. So okay. the partner that she's talking about now, I think they've been together for about four years. So yeah. that's how, what I kind of piece together. But I uh, hope you enjoy the show, guys. Enjoy. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. And my whole fear is that it just won't be recording. And How do we know when it is? Well, I, it did. It is. It's been, this has been very good. Like, okay. it, I, it, I, yeah. <laughs> when I used to do it at FIT, it never worked. And, and, you, and no. it's so interesting that I was okay, but there was more the guest that was so disappointed in it. I was like, oh, so you did care about right, being, right. being live on. I have done um, zero prep. So that's no good. I don't know how you could do any prep yeah, for this. Yeah. I mean, but I think just thinking about what, you know, trying to think about your past a little bit or trying to really envision why you are in the position that you're in now with all the experience of your friends, your family, your own personal experience. I think sometimes to reflect on that is healthy, but I also just didn't have time. Yeah. And I was like, I don't, I don't even really know what she wants. So I'm going to wing in this. Well, like, I, so the how we know each other is through Sandy. Sandy. Mm-hmm. So and Sandy ran into you on the street and she'd just been on the podcast. Yes. I think that's why she... So how... What well, she, she came to see me. She came oh, to she see me. Yeah, yeah. So what did she say? She was like, I just think... Well, she, she just said... Um, I mean, she's like, I... We're, we've been close for a long time. Yeah. We lived together for a little while and I adore her in, just in general. Yeah. And I knew the whole process of her situation. I've been sharing some things with her about me that has been going on. And she's like, you've just totally dove off the cliff in a good way and just went for it. And she said, it, you need to talk with her because this story is inspiring. And, you know, she just said, you've just always done things that are the best thing for you obviously without hurting people but you know it's like she just said you need to do this and I said well okay I'll do that I'd be happy to share it because I do think it's a happy story of kind of okay so coming of age and so where should we start can we go back we can start wherever you want I always find it fascinating to know how you kind of grew up Mm -hmm. surrounded by love and or what was like your first experiences with, with sort of dating? Like how did it how did it get started? Gosh, do I even remember? So my parents are a biracial couple okay. from the early seventies. Is that why you're so beautiful? I, well, thank you, but like, I guess maybe we always joke. They could be other reasons. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you. They are. Um, so they were kind of trailblazers in their own regard. So what? Right? What um, nationality? My mother is Norwegian and my dad is Northern African. Wow. Yes. So, yes, they're very opposite. Um, grew up in the Midwest. And. Can you. So, sometimes yeah. I have Australian uh, listeners, they won't really know what, what Midwest oh, means. Oh, okay. Like, and do, that could be for our conversation. Yeah. Like, how would you sum up, like, the Midwest? Yeah, well, it's, it's kind of a farming area, it's Middle America. It's primarily Caucasian people, German descent, Northern European descent. Um, not what probably, you look it's like. It's not what I look like, <laughs> yeah. exactly. It's not what you see in New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's either Catholic or Lutheran, basically. I mean, it's it's a they're good people. Yeah. Um, I genuinely know people people that have never traveled outside of Minnesota. 
I mean, <laughs> yeah. so it's, it's a little crazy, but I moved here after undergrad. And so, um, so that would this be like 21, 22. Yep, yeah, exactly. So I've been here ever since. So the majority of my adult life has been in the New York city area. Um, but yeah, the Midwest is, it's, it's, it's humble mm-hmm. and simple. Yeah. I think I'm not Would saying you say it's kind of like a, no, I was going to say like sort of just like the standard good life well a, a, a little there's yeah. definitely I mean, that that exists that well now I'm a little bit more I know. testy we're, not we're to get talking, into you know yeah. with everything else that's going on we're so. talking about the election <laughs> exactly. right now but yes <laughs> exactly so that in that regard it's hard for me to paint the picture positively at this yeah. point because you know I think um, people are a little insular insular yeah, yeah. Okay. So, okay. Uh, so, grew up in the Midwest, mm-hmm. um, and like, was there boyfriends in high school? Like, were you <clears> the <throat> friend, always the friend? Like, what was your dynamic? So, if we can, um, this will be, I, I just not by any means X rated, but I've always had a level of um, good, like, sexual understanding of myself. Okay. And I never felt like. It was an appropriate time, place, person to kind of share that with growing up. So it was a little bit, I no one would have known this in high school or anything like that. I mean, I was very active. I had boyfriends. Everything was fun. Everything was great. I had a great upbringing in that regard. Um, but I just never was kind of... Fulfilled? I don't, I don't want to go with fulfilled, but these people... Um, I don't, maybe they didn't deserve to kind of open up. It was, I think people are just awkward at those stages. They're trying things out. They, you know, we're, we as women are supposed to be in this position of, you know, oh, take me away, sir. And I'm just this really strong, independent woman. And I knew this and I would know what I'd want, but that's just not what you're learning. You're learning, you get married right after college. You're learning the, you know, man does everything or the boy does everything for you. And really at that point people aren't talking about your enjoyment of sexuality and that kind of thing so it was just a very um, odd space to be in but I didn't realize this until this is hindsight right right? at the time I was just like yeah I really I enjoy I enjoy these guys and I, I I realize what strength I have in relationships but I have to kind of reel that in to not use that and lead with that because I think very easily women can take advantage of men with some of the skills that we have and the intuition that we have and our prowess if you will and I wanted to make sure that I never led with that because I would always feel like it wasn't a genuine thing if I led with that right away yeah it's only like 30% of the equation in some ways right yeah right yeah but you know, they're—I don't want to say they're simple or anything like that. But in, when they're younger too, they just—just just different. Yeah. Really. Yep. Very they're different. Completely. Beings. Yeah, and I find that interesting now with the whole like don't um, this sort of gender kind of somehow Fluidity. trying to erase gender, and yet, mm-hmm. yet we are so different. So. I think it's more the equality rather than erasing right. it because they men just think so differently yes. and handle situations. I just see it at work all the time. Absolutely too. And I, it's fascinating. And and yeah, I also see my, you know, the men in the office look at me and not understand where yeah. I'm coming from either. And um, and what's also been, uh, I keep hearing about it is also like we have a lot of women in our office and they go home and talk to their husbands or their boyfriends about it. And the boyfriend will be like, what do you mean you cried at work? Right. 
Oh, you know what? We do you, have what had do you mean? This conversation almost daily. Wow. Yeah. Yes. And it and because I heard it from one of my colleagues, and then another one said, "Oh yeah, my husband <laughs> says that to me all the time." Right. Right. Um, and I'm like, "Yes." Yeah, like why just... we let stuff get to us, yeah. or why we overanalyze everything. But you know, don't worry when you blow the gaskets, they suck five times right. and like right. hit something right. off the wall. That's our equivalent of cry. Like right. we're doing it just in different ways and mm-hmm. for different reasons. Anyway, it's fascinating. Yes. Okay. I agree. So, so you had you had a good time. It's dating and with the guys. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, yeah, I really, I, I have a little bit of a true Midwest story. My crush that I had when I was a freshman in high school that I would peek around the locker rooms and, you know, like the lockers and I would see him and I was like, oh my gosh, I wonder if he knows I existed. The captain of the football team. I mean, complete. (laughs) Were you the captain of the cheerleading squad? I was a cheerleader. (laughs) But I was young, so I was. He was a senior, and uh, or junior. Sorry, a junior at the time. That's but three years. It's three years. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. But I was on on the young side. He was on the older yeah. side. So there was a whole slew of legality surrounding that. But um, you is know, he also like ended up blonde. Dating him. He is like blonde tan, and blue eyed. He wasn't tan. <laughs> oh, okay. He wasn't tan. But I just not that was, far. No, it wasn't that. Yeah. But I mean, it was a definitely. And I dated him almost my entire high school. Actually, even when he went away to college. So how did you? Even my so wording. Let me I'm, tell you. I need to tell you how. I was about to say, how did you get him? I, I like, don't think that's the thing. So he was my crush. Period. End of story. I didn't think he even knew I existed. Our my high school was fifteen hundred yeah, students. Crazy. So why would he know me? And um, peering I, around the, the corridor. There he is. There he is. <laughs> and. No, um, so I get a phone call. You know those dry erase boards that parents would have to write notes for mm-hmm. you and that yeah, kind of thing? Yeah, because there was no cell phone. Right, so, yeah. right, exactly. And they still had to call the home line. My mother said, oh, I, I won't say his name, but so-and-so called. And I said, I hate my friends. I go, I hate my friends oh. because they are playing a prank on me. Why would this guy be calling me, right? Why would he be calling me? So Have you ever spoken? Never had spoken to him in my entire life. Zero. Nothing. Nothing. And so so um, I do not call back the number that was left, obviously. Yeah. This was all before internet and Google. And you, so I didn't even know if this was the right number. And even if it was, someone could have just said this. Call. He calls back. So now I'm home. And I'm 15. And he calls back. And he says, hey, I'm having a party at my house. I want to come over. Um, no, because I was too mortified and embarrassed that I would get there and they're like, gotcha. (laughs) So I was like, no, sorry. Um, And I said to him at the time, I said, why don't you call me when you're sober? That's what I said. I said, God, I I don't think I was that smart when I was 25. But when I was 15, I had enough sense to know that he was probably drinking and partying. And so was it late at night? It was like 10 o'clock. Yeah, 10 o'clock at night or something. So I probably went to a movie or something with a friend, you know, and um, and so he calls me the next day. Oh, my God. And I'm like, what is going on? You know, and and so we talked. Then he asked if I wanted to go out sometime. And the rest is history. I dated him basically my entire high school. I mean, you obviously (laughs) had to go, like, when did you notice me? No, I never said that. What? I swear to God. You never asked? No, I never asked. But, I mean, that's probably the problem of the relationship to some degree is now I've gotten this guy. You know, I mean, I guess. Did your, like, popularity just, like... 
flight. Actually, no, well, I was popular in my judged? own class, but I was judged by all the girls. So I was oh. um, in some sports that were, like I was on the varsity team at a young age. So a lot of the girls that were on my team that were seniors and they were like now all of my friends would be invited to the senior parties and we actually two of his friends are dating two of my friends so it became really the older girls yeah like hated us yeah even though they knew that they liked me prior to him we were now in their inner circle and it got a well, little just, messy you, your whole friend group has just stolen the attention yeah. of yep. their boys. that's absolutely right yeah yeah and um none of them were really dating actually one of the women that was dating him prior to me lives here in New York City really? and we take yoga classes together <laughs> and she's lovely also and so it's just funny sometimes because we know that the reason we know each other is because the of, of him and she's his age it's very funny yeah so three years together yeah like two two and a half and did mm-hmm. you go to like his senior prom yeah we went to prom he came back for mine he was in college oh you could oh, yeah obviously so then, I, then it college. was really great for a while but then I was then dating someone that was in college so that was a little bit hard for me and then that's when like I found out he cheated on me and you know like all those things I don't want to say you expect it but it's so silly when you think well when you look back now and how old you guys were and he's in college he's in college I'm like I'm 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 like just getting my license and I'm you know yeah, and totally different issues now in lives. Like, right. Like he's dealing with completely different things of you being right. like senior in high school. Like absolutely. Yeah. And it, I think it matured me yeah. in dealing with love and life, and we actually tried to work it out after that. Um, so you found out he. Oh, I knew cheated. her. Yeah, I knew oh. who she was. Yeah, I mean, she was at school with him, but I would see her, and she's gorgeous, and this. We were different in a lot of ways, but I mean, I just, I remembered her. Yeah. And um, I think it was going on for a while. It wasn't like one thing, one time thing or something like that. So how'd you find out? Um, it couldn't have been through Facebook. No, I know. <laughs> I know. I, I, I saw her at multiple parties that she shouldn't have been in attendance at. Oh. Like it was, oh, who's this girl? And how come she's just kind of eyeing around? I mean, she was that attractive that it didn't matter she, well that she, someone should have been trying to talk to her oh. so there was kind of like this outer shield because I think everyone else knew that he was with her oh, so when I would show up when I could I was super busy with school and athletics and I couldn't go to every party possible obviously I'm in high school so when I would show up it was like this protective layer with her and she'd be kind of pissy and I, so I sensed that. I sensed, right. like, does she like him? Like, what's going on? And then someone actually told me. Yeah. From all those people at the yeah. parties? Yeah. You? Some, well, it was, like, a, someone that was in between our class and, you know. And it, they didn't tell me for good reason. They wanted me to feel badly. Yeah. I don't think they were like, let me let me do, tell you a favor. You Like, tell you what's going on. And he admitted everything. So it wasn't um, horrible. But it was, in that regard, it was kind of adult. You Why know? do you think he kept going out with you though? Like if he's if he's with this, I have no idea. Like comfort. Like. I think you know we had the really strange opportunity of meeting up in our mid. Well, he was in his late twenties and me in my mid twenties after ten years of not seeing each other. And I was in a bar in Denver, and I randomly ran into him. Hadn't you seen him in not. ten years. Sort of. And I was with my girlfriends from high school who lived there. <gasps> 
And they're like, Tracy. I like, oh my God. And they so noticed spent, him? Like, yeah. We spent the weekend together. Wow. And he came here. What does that mean, we spent the weekend together? <laughs> it means all that it can mean okay. that we spent the weekend together. And of course, I felt so empowered that, yeah. you know, oh, I know so much more. I'm so much more, not just your, I, he was my first everything, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think in that regard, when you said about that question, I just didn't even think about that because I was just kind of playing a role that I had never played in my life before. I mean, he was my first serious boyfriend. He was older than me. I was thrust into this whole nother world. I, you know, had lost my virginity to him, all sorts of things. And so, you know, 10 years later, I see him and we spent the weekend together and it was honest to God, just like back in high school. It was horrible. You just slipped right back. I mean, it was shocking. Like maybe sex was like better a little bit, like elevated of just, you know, my own role in it, but it just, it, his personality, everything. I mean, it was not like this great love story of what you would think. Like what are, because I think that's what we were both kind of, what are the chances here? Yeah. Yeah. And when he came back to New York, I actually I did not have fun with him at all. Yeah. It was terrible. <laughs> and he was there for the weekend. And the first night he was there, I was like, I, this is... Not this working. Is, yeah, yeah. You're, you're like the guy I dated in high school. Yeah. And I thought you would have maybe matured or yeah. something as well. And he didn't. So we didn't wow. see each other the rest of the weekend. And he was calling. I said, no. No. That's that so interesting. You, but talk about closure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, most, I think most people don't get that opportunity. No. Mm-hmm. Did you have a talk of, <laughs> of you know, of why? Of that when we were up. in Colorado, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And just, I mean, we didn't, I didn't bring up, I guess I, I have, that's interesting when you ask me this, is even with how he met, like how he met me, because I don't think about that a lot. Yeah. I kind of just go with how I feel and what I it says a I lot. I think it's also saying more about me it, well, that, you're I, right. like, that I would want to understand. I need to understand why you like me. Why yeah, that's interesting. I've never. Call, um, and that you've like, but think about it. He has noticed you in high school of 1500 yeah. people. You've never spoken. And never. Yet he calls you to invite you to a party and then calls you the next day. Like he has created a character of you right. when ask people about you like there's just no way he wouldn't have no, it's, I, so I mean, like what was it like <laughs> I would be dying to like okay so what was it about yeah because it couldn't I mean it may uh, you're being beautiful but I'm sure there's a lot of beautiful people right. in right. the school like what, what I have no that? idea that's a really interesting observation because I swear to you even even 10 years later I didn't ask him about the things it just it didn't matter because yeah. it felt right we were enjoying ourselves and I think sometimes that's almost the I don't want to go with lure like intentional lure yeah. but I don't really think so much about no, I, I think that's a lot healthier way yeah. to look at it. <laughs> yeah. And I also think that it's like, yeah, why wouldn't he? <laughs> right, right. right. Nah. I, I know. That, no, that's not. But it does come off like that. No, but, but, it you know, just as much as we create our own stories about people, yeah. you know, um, they may be doing the same about you. And sometimes you can be the one that they disapp- you disappoint them mm-hmm. and they can disappoint you. And it cannot be as you think, yeah. right? I don't know. Okay, so 
grad school so you do an undergrad mm-hmm. um, in the midwest and then why new york why where? my parents made me go to school in the midwest i didn't want to so you would say, have gone i would have gone right away yeah yeah and i and because so, they wanted you closer well i think them, um financially yeah you know i i, re- I recognize that now having children of my own realizing that Every flight, every you know, yeah. every single thing costs probably a good fifteen hundred dollars just for initially your stuff. That's right to the right. dorm room. Yeah. So I think they were um, wanting realistic. me to get the best education that I could get for the amount of money because I got to go to a private school and it was very expensive. I mean, I had you know some academic scholarships, but at the end of the day, them driving me you know, yeah. there was a lot easier than me flying you, to the um, coast. Do you have siblings? I do, an older sister. Okay, so they'd already gone through. Did she yeah, go she went to the same mid- school. Okay, okay. And we're polar opposites. Uh, so I'm... <laughs> so, this is my sister. <laughs> so that was another thing I said. I, you know, I'm the younger kind of... I don't want to go with... She's strong in her own right for sure, but I think... Um, I think about the upbringing that I saw her struggle with. She's five years older than me that I question sometimes, am I the person that I am because I saw how she was and how it didn't work for her? Or am I the person that I am naturally? Yeah. And I'm not sure. Because it has to be a mix. Though. It has to be some bit of a mix, yeah. right? If you just learn, wait, that didn't work out for you. <laughs> this route might be an easier, more successful route, you know? And um, it's a bigger question, and I definitely don't want us to dive too much into this, but a I have a dear friend of mine, a mum um, of kids, she has an older son that's sort of had a rough time mm-hmm. of drugs and da da da, and she has twins, um, uh, younger kids and stuff as well. And she, we read this <coughs> book, we have a book club, um, and it was all about, it was called The Gene, but none mm-hmm. of us really read it, it was way too heavy. <laughs> but really, what it was sort of talking about is, um, nurture versus, versus nature and she mm-hmm. asked sort of this question to all of those big girls at the table like do you think that a child the the of how a child grows up and bees do you think that's nurture or nature and you basically like how much is it on the parents if it, if someone is i don't know how much they are I and, think they, and and what was interesting about the mums, which mm-hmm. you are, they were like, my baby came out with personality yes. in the first day. It's like, true. That wasn't, it's absolutely true. But the, of course, you know, however you handle the next 20, billion, you know, right. 20 years right. of situations is going to, and your sister and brother and that t- first grade teacher yeah, and absolutely. that boy that you totally had a crush on that ripped your heart mm-hmm. out. Like, it's all, it's all there. 100%. But how, I guess, how much are you born with? Like, it, yeah, it's fascinating. Anyway, I don't know. And my children are polar opposites also. And I see how old are they? Um, three and seven. It's almost four. Yeah. But uh, my son, my daughter and I are very close. She's the seven year old. But I see her. I see aspects of her that is, I mean, spitting image of her father. And unfortunately, they are things that annoy me. Yes. You know, and um, I, I want her to be a different way. And I have to just, you have to just take a step back. And you're divorced. From I am divorced, yes. Yeah. And then... Which may aggravate it even more. So. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, yes. Well, that's just it. I mean, he's such a good person, but it's... Um, yeah, there's traits it's, that just don't... Oh, it's And also, shocking. they probably bring up... 
it's past it's, experiences. It's, I have to just find humor in it because yeah. it's that much where I'm like, oh my goodness. But then my son, he is very much like me, but not always in good ways, right? I, it's definitely things that, you know, he's stubborn, he's headstrong, he's very you know, he's very charming and I want to make sure he uses that all to good things because he could very well just kind of coast through life with that. And I know that. And I mean, we walk into Starbucks, people are running after him, high-fiving him, asking him what he wants. If he wants a treat, this actually happens in our Starbucks. And like we joke and we call him the mayor. Right. And my daughter is gorgeous. People stare at her. She kind of looks down. She doesn't really want to make eye contact. He's like, excuse me, I would like a butter croissant please warmed up. Thank you. And he just walks. I mean, it's hilarious. Yeah. And she's like four, almost four years older than he is and brilliant. And she's like, um, I think I'd like, uh, you know, and I'm like, no, stand up for yourself because it's hard for me to see her like that. Yeah. And well, you also know what the, what that could mean Absolutely. Later. That's yeah. absolutely correct. Yeah, you're just seeing the feet. That's absolutely yeah. correct because that that's your fear as a parent is that I, I feel like he's good. He yeah. will speak up. He knows what he wants and you, and she does, but she doesn't always speak up about it. She's extremely inquisitive, extremely like an empath almost, you know, yeah. takes it all in, observes and then responds, which I appreciate. But sometimes things come at you very quickly and I don't think she knows how to handle it. Thank God she's only seven and she's got years and years and years. Hope to so. Work. It's shocking. Well, because I, I keep thinking, uh, I've been a nanny. Uh, I was a nanny for a family of four kids when I was mm-hmm. twenty-two in mm-hmm. Greenwich, Connecticut, and it was just so interesting observing them and and hearing the mum's fears around what you know with their behaviour and. Right. I was spending so much time with them, so her and I would have these great chats, and I kept linking back. I'm like, gosh, when I was that age, though, I'm. I'm a completely different person than I am right. now. Are you? Completely. Like, okay. I, you know, even as, like, a little kid, I used to lie all the time. Mm-hmm. You would never catch me in a lie right. anymore. Like, I, um, and, yeah, so you, you're... Do you think you lied, though, to protect your siblings or your parents or well, something? Well, it was interesting, though, because I, as a real young kid, I lied a lot just because... I was lazy and I didn't want to brush my teeth and I didn't want right. and I was so happy to say, yeah, I did. <laughs> and I, I, I don't remember this, but my parents were like, we were concerned. Like you lied a lot. Oh my God. That's great. And then when the divorce happened, I became, I wish I lied more because I would tell mom and dad everything that was going on at each other's houses because I thought I was totally d- betraying yet way oversharing for things that probably didn't need to happen so I became yeah Yeah. so I became like way too too on it so you I feel like I guess what I learned with kids and I haven't had my own yet but I kind of fell in love with these four kids I nannied um for and still are very close to them is that that they will keep forming and forming, uh, you know, and changing and evolving of all the different experiences that well, they're going to have. You know? I was actually just talking to someone yesterday about what you want for your kids. And this is, everyone probably wants different things for their kids. But I said, I want my kids to be resilient for the things that are going to happen to them. Because I cannot protect them from all of the bad things that are going to happen. And I'm also not going to be involved in all the good things that are going to happen. So I want them to just be open but yet resilient to 
you know, the things that are going to come about in the world. And you don't, you don't want to stop those things to happen because that's not. when they're going to learn. That's absolutely right. You just want to also make sure that they, that you've, uh, sorry, I'm talking for you, I'm more talking no, but for me if I was a mum, that, that they call me. Right. And that we have a conversation about that's, it and we, we work through it. My, um, my daughter's and, seven. She's already telling me about... Um, and, and it sounds funny when we were talking about the difference between men and women. My daughter is seven. Yes, it's, you know, it's the whole, they're growing up so fast and that kind of thing. But she has four best friends. And she says, Mom, I'm getting really annoyed with my friends. You know, let's talk. Yeah. And I go, okay. And she goes, two of, they get, these two girls get in a fight and then want the other two pair with the girls so it's two against two she goes and I'm in the middle because I don't it's a dumb fight anyway and I'm so proud of her for recognizing that but it seems as though she's trying to kind of exclude herself from them in general and I was trying to paint that picture of you're never gonna love your friends for every single possible thing at all times and you know to try to understand that acceptance and tolerance of people that are different than you and I'm glad that she's going and walking away but I don't want her to completely give them a straight arm and then ultimately cause more issues for herself maybe one day right right <laughs> so well, it's, it, uh, it is very interesting with especially young girls with the friendship thing because in a lot of ways they're right right but but just being right or just knowing that's the right thing to do isn't always right. the case and they don't have that history of reading the room that's or reading the situation right. it's crazy so how can you say no you're right but really you got to dial that <laughs> exactly. down exactly um, it's a complete contradictory yeah. statement yeah. yeah so I like that she's in the middle but they also I think then are like well we want you with us and we want you with us and she already feels this well this is just dumb <laughs> and then when they're back to being all friends they then include re-include her um so i'm hoping i told her also maybe they can learn from you maybe you yeah. can talk with them kind of be that mediator to work it out because she's definitely a natural leader but she just handles it very differently than more you know it's not an outward yeah. leader right anyway so new york so why yeah. new york so you did the school yeah. for the parents midwest got that done mm-hmm. what i was i was with someone and we decided to move here but we were going to move to san diego which is completely so obviously Southern you fell in California. love in college yes yeah yeah and i you know this is an interesting story i will say this about him and this is great for the falling in love situation so i had that one experience um, in college, I really didn't date so much. And I went to a school that was very different than my high school. Everyone was, most people had a tremendous amount of money. Most people were very well traveled, very well educated. It was. Um, Where did you go? St. Olaf College. That's what it's called. It's in um, Northfield, Minnesota. And just to, Is it like so, a liberal arts? It's a liberal arts yeah. school. It's, you know, $50,000 a year. It's, yeah. you know, it's um, good people, great education, but just very different than really my core experience prior, right? right? And um, he was actually, uh, we were not, we didn't know each other well. We didn't like each other well. He apparently did tell me, so this is interesting, and I didn't ask him, but he said, I followed you for a year and a half. And he goes, and I've seen your interactions. He's now a psychologist, so just putting that out there. 
He's like, I've seen your interactions with the world around you, and I found you incredibly intriguing. This is a year and a half, apparently, in the making, that he was watching my was he every in, move. Like, your friend, like, was he in like, I mean, your outer friend group? It was a small group? enough school that, yeah, I, you know, of course, I knew who he was. I actually thought he was a little odd and awkward, <laughs> but I did find him to be intriguing. Also, I'm always, I always appreciate someone's intelligence, and their that is my number one thing. That is much more about what their core is like and you know when you can peel down the layers I love that like that intimacy that you can have with someone and I feel like people are really interesting I love people in that regard but he was yeah he was very outwardly trying to be different and I did appreciate that because it was kind of a school where there wasn't much of that and um but it also annoyed me a little bit because it was a little over the top right and so when he told me that we actually started secretly dating for like a, a six months, and um, and then we had a it was a rough go, you know. Once it, we kind of came out and so told how did people he, after a year and a half, how did he get your how did he, oh how did um I think it was I'm having this boombox outside I know, I know. the door right now. Gonna, gonna yeah. start dancing Saturday morning. <laughs> I know. Jazz. <laughs> and. I, you know, that's a great question, how we actually... I think it was probably just, like, a dumb... Gosh. Like, I was, well, I want to say, like, a drunken night out or something like that where he kind of professed everything. But it was a very, very intense relationship across the board. Okay. But what I've learned from that is that it's really, really great for your ego when someone tells you that they've been watching you and that they love you and they think you're amazing and all this stuff. And you are completely oblivious to it it's it's nice you are like I like you too yeah this is great and I look back and I think to myself did I did I really really like him yeah. or did I like that he liked me so much right well my bigger question is were you really heartbroken after the first one and and, and was this like were you, you know, was it just so lovely to hear, you know? Yeah, no, I, I baby. And it was a lot, it was a bit of a while after. I had a lot of fun in college, so okay. I just was yeah. like, listen, I'm here to have fun. My girlfriends and I didn't sit around and talk about boys. We were into our school, into experiences, into going and having fun, traveling. I mean, I was not. Yeah, you went. I had fun when I wanted to, and that was it. Yeah. I did not seek you out. You were good. I was totally good. Yeah. And, um,. And yeah, so I, I just, my sister had a baby during that time. And so I kind of wanted, you know, she was younger, right? And so I was around with him and I don't know, I just, I I was not thinking yeah. about someone else. And he was great across the board. He really was. Yeah. His father, his mother and father were divorced. His dad was gay. Um, so that, and I was very close with both of his parents and, but his dad and his partner of like 11 years, you know, this whole thing. And cool. so it was, yeah, it was, it, it, he was, it was a he, whole new experience. It was. Him. And then we moved here and I think I always say this, but I felt like New York was, uh, too big of a pond for him. He liked to stand out and he came here and he couldn't quite stand out enough as, and no one as can. No one can. No one yeah. can. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone that comes to New York is like basically could have their name in lights in some capacity. It's so true. Right? It was, yeah, no, com- it's unreal. Completely. And if you really, really want it, you've got to 
freaking want it. Right. And you yeah. sacrifice basically everything. You do. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's a con and I think everyone <laughs> is making those decisions every, every minute of day. the day. I yeah. agree. Yeah. And so yeah, I think it, it just it wasn't working for him. You know, and, and there was a little bit of when you have success as a woman and there he was not, not having success, he was having success, but maybe not the amount And what were that you I doing? What what is your thing? I work in um, the medical field. I was a, I'm a sales. I was a salesperson at the time. So you get to meet a lot of people. You get to go yeah. to a lot of things. You have an expense account. I mean, you you're, were looked after as well, right? Like, I mean, you're in the pharmaceutical. World. I was, like, yeah. A lot of money. A lot of yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and that was in the heyday. I mean, that was in you know the early two thousand, yeah. right? And so you have you have a car. You, I mean, everything that. Even though, yes, you're making a decent amount of money, but you also um, are given all of these things that everyone else has to pay for. Mm-hmm. You know, and just even having a car in New York City is a luxury. Yeah. And this Where is. Did you park that thing? They paid for your parking. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. You listen. You were a little bit spoiled. You yeah. know, if you left that job, you're like, wait, I would need to get a car. I would need to get this. I have to buy you know, lunch. To, exactly. Exactly. So it was, but it was also you really got to meet a lot of people. You got to go out to really great restaurants, all not on your own dollar. Yeah. So um, you're living there, above your means without the cost of. That's absolutely above correct. Hundred percent. And there was never anything. Um, yeah, I mean, you had the people that you know tried to talk with you or you know everything like that. Especially because I was like younger and you know all of that. But it wasn't over the top. No. I mean, I I don't think that's when I think I also found that balance. Um, I sold Viagra. Yeah. Oh my God, you're the you're the love drug and what's oh my God, the, sex, what what's is it called? The, uh, sex drug with um, Jake Gyllenhaal and, and Hathaway. Ah, I can't remember. Love and other drugs. Love and other drugs. Was, yeah. Not Jake Gyllenhaal, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who reminds me of Tom Cruise in that movie? So really I love him. He's so likable. He is very likable. Yeah, he's like my top. Yeah, the oh, top three. That makes sense. Yeah. So that's a good. I mean, he just seems. But he must. Maybe he lets people down because he seems like one of those. He's not. Oh, you're just great. You know. <laughs> I wonder if he's boring. I hope. <laughs> I don't know. He might well, have a little bit also, of a boring I'm side to I'm just going through him. like all the movies and like. Picking the character, right, right. which character I like. Yes. Yeah. Nothing to do with probably his real character. Right. <laughs> Although, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's funny. So, I. So yeah, you're in a. But also, you're. I mean, you're in your twenties. You're in New York. Mm-hmm. Like you're just making the most of these situations. It was like, really fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Well, you learn. I just would say that I learned a lot again about love and sex mm-hmm. and psychology because I'm selling something to someone who's 30 years older than me, 40 years older than me, that they very well may need themselves, right? right? Nurses, stereotypically, you know, nurse, female nurses, oh, they hire young girls to, and I said, no, 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 I work with, all, I worked with almost all men. It was just by chance that, you know, I was I'm a, attractive a young, 20 year yeah, old. It was not, yeah. but it was so awkward and uncomfortable, yeah. but you had to get past that to talk about it. And then people opened up mm-hmm. and I loved that because that's ultimately what it was all about, right? Is, 
um, opening up. You would have people come in and be begging for their spouse to be on it. You would have people come in that would be begging for their spouse to not be on it. Right. You know, and you could you just saw this dynamic. And for me, it it probably did scare me a little bit about what at the time like wow some of these people are just seem like they don't even want to be with their spouse anymore you know different things like that yeah. right the dynamic of longer term uh-huh. relationships but also what issues uh, come up based on sex hundred relationship oh my god and the amount of oh, people i'm guessing that have just dealt with not having it i know yeah. people that are very close to me right now that do not have sexual marriages and I based on what I said way early on I feel like that's sad but it's it's only sad if it's not what they want right because some people want the companion they want the best friend they want the security surrounding relationship and I respect that if that's what they want and obviously some people can get the sex component um without having those other things. Mm-hmm. But in my true heart of hearts, which is what I feel like I've found now today, is the complete, I guess, like trifecta almost of, I personally am not a believer that sex is just sex. I think it's, we always kind of joke and say it's a place you go to, right? Like this is this is a place we go to together mm-hmm. and not something he or I just does to each other yeah. or just an act it's and it, and that and then you expand it upon it and the intimacy level there has to be an amount of trust mm-hmm. there and communication I mean everything really of your relationship core I think is kind of handled in the bedroom it, you know and so while anyone can engage in sexual activity I think if you're not doing it with, you know, that complete openness, then then it is just an act. Right. Right? And it, uh, I think also what I liked what you said is um, someone said it to me a little while ago is that you can't, one person cannot give you everything. No way. And it's not fair to put it on them. And I think there is this unique thing about a lot of people that move to New York. They don't have their family. Mm-hmm. They don't have their original best friends. Mm-hmm. That sometimes their partner, you actually rely on them to be the, your mum, your yeah. dad, right. your neighbour, your girlfriend, your boyfriend. You're like all, all of it. And you can't don't put that pressure on you know that's all so but also everyone some people a real active strong you know healthy sex life isn't as important as someone that i can talk about politics and snuggle up and watch movies with and cooks for me and and just emotionally cares for my kids more than maybe i even can or like okay i'll take that any day over like oh baby let me put those clothes on let's you know let's connect well that's i i feel like i am yeah i i it's an overused term of saying you're blessed, but I have genuinely found. So I think we need perfect. to find. Out I know, how but you no, found. Oh, oh no, no, there's something. No, no, okay. no. I'm just, no, I will tell you, but he, he's. It, it's just we've really found a a perfect understanding, but he he had to push me to talk with your friends about that. Go do this wow. with your friends. Go work out. Go, you know, take the day off or whatever it might be. He, and sometimes I, w- I would think that that was bad right. for my relationship. I was like, why does he want to hang out with me? What, what am I not doing right? But now that it's been a long enough time and we have everything figured out, it's by no means perfect, nothing is. 
But the flow is such a pure understanding of, I don't feel badly if I said, you know, I'm going to go to the gym right now. And nor does he. He's very good at taking time for himself too. (laughs) But I recognized a little bit. I learned through him that we would have dinner plans and I would rush and do all sorts of stuff to make it for dinner at 9 o'clock. And he would come at 9.15 and call me at 5 to 9 and be like, oh, I'm sorry. I ended up going to spin class. I'll be there at 9.15. I'll I'll call the restaurant. I'll take care of it. And I'd be fuming. I was like, what? I didn't do anything for myself. And then I started to realize, well, you know what, Tracy, you're not speaking up. You're right. You're not, you're, you're choosing to not do something. He doesn't know what you're doing prior to your dinner at nine o'clock and you can only manage yourself. So once I kind of learned from him that way and also reeled him in to say, listen, I need to tell you when I want you around and on time and that kind of thing. We listened, we understood and we communicated better. But I do think for us, a lot of that, I don't, it didn't start in the bedroom by any means, but it is an we bring that there also, right? So it's intellectually, we do talk about politics. We are there for each other emotionally and romantically also. So that's what it's just, and you know, family, it's just a whole bringing together. But we met through work. You met through work, right? And you still in the pharmaceutical world? I work in the medical device space now. I don't know what that means. It's all, all it is is that instead of selling drugs, I went to sell devices. So I work a little bit more oh. intimately with surgeons and that kind of thing because it's devices that are either implanted into the body or um, that they use as one-time use, that kind of thing. But uh, that's been for a long time and now. And then um, I work a little bit like in management now. So um, is there is there a little story of how you met him? And because you don't seem to pay attention to the spark at the start. Well, that's so. This that, I love that you just said that because he's the first man, and I I pardon everybody prior to him that I liked in my life. Wow. Ever. I've found people attractive. I've found people interesting. I've liked people. He, I, I, I couldn't talk in front of him. I have butterflies in my stomach the very first time I met him. He knows this. I mean, and I was for a long time very embarrassed by the fact that I was having these thoughts about him. I said I felt weak. Right. I felt out of control. I felt like something was wrong with me or it was just a whole f- flood of emotions and none of them were very good or very, ones that I felt very comfortable with. I had always been in control and power. Right. I managed situations to a fault prior. And with him, it was, I, I honest to God, couldn't speak in front of him. I would mumble up my words and not be able to look at him and I have no idea, but it was a very visceral, real response in my body. Did you see him a lot or was... Not that often. I mean, maybe once a week, yeah. but it was all strictly professional. Right. And then I found out he was dating a woman um, long distance. And I was going through a divorce at the time. So I was very wanting to check myself to make sure that I wasn't emotionally acting out or something. Right. right? And, um, and... Yeah, I mean, he. so he was with her, and I said, okay, like, now it's time to shut this down. All of your feelings that you feel for this man, shut it down, and it's strictly business. Stop fantasizing about anything that could potentially happen with him, right? I mean, yes. that's... Um, and I would ask him, I was like, oh, are you, are you guys engaged? 
you know? He's like, he's like, the he was like, he's like, no, he's like, no, we're not. And I was like, stop it, Tracy. You know, like, like good, but really. What's she knew, like? Yeah, yeah, bitch. Exactly. I remember just wanting to know, but also no. totally respecting that gosh, he's with someone. And then, you know, there, there was, um, there were some moments where we were out all, all for work, but, you know, in social settings mm. later on. And I guess, look, other people thought something was going on. So the chemistry was very obvious. Neither he or I, nothing was going on. Not, neither he or I, well, he wasn't as aware of it, I don't think. Um, and so other people said, oh, yeah, you guys have been together for a while, haven't you? And I said, no, oh, when we finally kind of came out. Um, but he, he told me that he had ended things with her. And we kind of went from there. But then it was very concerning because we had been talking for quite some time. So the pressure, just talking. The pressure was sort of on, or like yes, yeah. because I said, well, now what? I basically have already fallen in love with this man right. via just the feeling I have in my and body, and then intellectually talking to him. So, I, I, you know, every opportunity we got to just sit down and talk—that's what we would do. There was never anything. Know, physical and so both he and I he, he jokes to me now he's like what if it would have been horrible like in the bedroom what would what would have happened and I was like I don't know <laughs> you know because it it was so it was at such a heightened level that we both felt this strong attraction do so you, how much do you put this um down to just have had all the experiences that you've had. So, like, maybe if this was when you were 18, mm-hmm. maybe it wouldn't have been so great. In, well, yeah. You know, in the right. bedroom and stuff. But you guys have had all your yeah. experiences and stuff. I that think that's fair. We're older. We have, it. you know, we have more things figured out. But he was hurt, you know, from mm-hmm. his... He was married prior also. And um, everyone... No one wants to fail. And so you go into something and you realized you essentially failed, right? And then you look at, you can blame the other person all day long, but you ultimately will look at yourself and what you did wrong and how you contributed. And so you're you're hurting a little bit, right? And questioning everything you do. And um, so I put everything on the table when we did first go out. I mean, almost like a crazy person, right? It's like, this is, this is what's wrong with me. And this, 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 yeah. I just want him to know, you know, I don't want to be surprised again. I don't want you to be surprised with how I think I am as a person, right? There was basically zero games, right? It was just, this is how I am. But he went through a period of time where I don't think he wanted to even be in a long-term relationship right. for sure, get remarried or anything like that. You know, I, I, um, and I, I struggled with that. I still do to this day. You're not. You're, we are not married. That's interesting. Do you? Do you? Would you like? To? I would like to be married. Yeah. Why? When you already kind of. Great. You, you sound like him. So <laughs> well, no, because my dad's gone through this. Yeah. Going through, I guess, a similar thing, and yet I've, you know, I've, this would, if he gets married again, it's his third marriage. Okay. And he. Yeah, I ask the question. I just don't... I don't really get it. <laughs> right. Like, I, a part of me go, what is this marriage element? One, I've never... You've never been married. Been married and, and had found someone that I have the urge to, so I can't at all 
judge, but as an outsider, I don't really get if if you are comfortable and and happy in a relationship, um, and you you know, and that's really all you can ask. Why does the act of marriage? What does that? What does that? Else does that add? It so. There is, therein lies the question, right? That I mean, I think he would completely agree with you in that regard. I really, um, and and I can't Quite. really answer. And because I would not walk away from this man because we're not going to get married because of what we have. There, that's the truth. Mm. So this is not a hard. If we don't get married, I'm walking away from you because our relationship is much no, too but special if you had to a me. Choice. I would want to be married, yeah. and I think for me. It's a little bit of a tradition of just, I do have children. Yeah. I would like to show them that this is someone I'm choosing. This is not kind of a circumstance right. thing that occurred. this is a commitment? This is a commitment. Yeah. It's a full-on commitment. Also, I think just socially, yeah. um, I'm a little younger than he is. And, um, you know, I don't want to be someone's girlfriend at 55 years old. Yeah. You know, I want to be his wife because I, what we have, if you look at society and what is that ultimate level, I know we have it. So do I care what people think? Not really. But do I want to be at that same level because we deserve to be there of what people view as, oh, you're married or, oh, you're just his girlfriend? Yeah. I don't want to be just and, his girlfriend. And you're right, though. Like, <clears throat> when you walked in, you know, to the listeners, we met, you know, mm-hmm. 15 minutes before we started this right, conversation. Right, yes. And you said the word boyfriend. <laughs> and I... And and my, I have to admit, my immediate reaction was like, oh, that was probably, it's probably good, but what, a four-month relationship? Right. Because that's just right. what you kind of hear. And um, so with my dad, he gave her a commitment ring. Okay. Um, and that was, I think, kind of the middle the middle ground right. mark. Um, and and from my understanding, it was had a lot to do with this social element and, and also the, the pressure she was getting from her even girlfriends to be like, is he really committed to you then? Right. Like, how do you know? And... And I, I think I completely understand that. I guess I just wish society wasn't like that. Oh, of course. That, I think that's more where I'm coming of from. Of course. Like, what a, you know, yeah. what a bummer that, that this thing, that ultimately sometimes just even having the label of a divorce right. is as painful. Um, well, so also, I mean, buying a place together, a home together, um, and any bit of travel and taxes, I mean, all sorts of things. It sounds so silly, but it's a huge difference. And so, you know, sometimes those more practical things are what I'm discussing with him is like, if you were to pass away and we own a home together and I'm on the title, I can't afford just that home on my own. I'm basically screwed. screwed. Yeah. You know, and so, and anything can happen, yeah. right? And so I am financially secure and on my own. And with the two children, I do it all. But when you, you know, we would yeah. probably not get a place that would just be on, under my income, no. clearly. And so we would choose something jointly. And I mean, if we were married, I those types of to, things yeah. are very different. And um, so it's, it's, it's almost that kind of stuff that has become more of a reality mm-hmm. than anything else. I mean, I, 
I really want to, I, I like want to be his wife. Yeah. I was never that little girl. I played with trucks. I've, I've raised but boys. But even it's the, so sad that you the, say that, that, that even wanting to be his wife is this diminishing, diminishing thing. Yep. thing. I'm like, hang on. No, yeah. I'm just saying I'm madly in yes. love with someone. Like I'm, I'm, I'm I, I don't, I know pride probably shouldn't come into love, but like I'm proud to call on my own. We've gone through a ton. Yeah. And we've worked on we've this. We've worked on and it. And going to continue. Absolutely. Yeah. And it feels good. And we are, what the work we've done, it's like stepwise. Yes, it's two steps forward, one step back, and 10 steps forward, two steps back, whatever. But we've, the progress is there. Mm-hmm. And you can feel it daily. What about the element of just having the celebration? Is that, you know, would you like that, you know, to shit? To, to share it with the yeah. children and the family or something? Yeah, I mean... It might just be me being from the Midwest and, um, I mean, my parents or, you know, it might be things like that. No, I think more, that it. more affect me than anything else. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think it's also. Because I don't need a celebration. Right. I don't really care. I mean, I would love that, but I feel like this is cheese beyond cheese, but I feel like every day is a little bit of a celebration, you know, but it is. That's so lovely. And, I mean, I, I'm, I blush, I, I'm blushing now, but I think about him and I still get a little giddy and it's been yours. And how is he with the kids? He's good. Yeah, he's very good. He, um, is very respectful of them and they're, they have a very close relationship with their father. Um, and he, you know, I think it's hard for him. Yeah, it is to not take on the role of dad to them fully because a he has his own children, and b my children have their own father who is actively involved in their lives. But to play an integral part of mm-hmm. the life, you know, of the kids. So it, he's it's kind of always a balancing act, you know. And I think especially when they're younger and as they get older, they will actually decide what that relationship is. Right. You know. But yes, my daughter has asked for me to not tell anyone something she tells me, only tell him, my boyfriend something, you know, she she's cl- she, she will tell me like, you can tell, you know, I won't say his name, but you can tell him, but don't tell anyone else, you know, or something like that. And I find that to be cute. Yeah, that is really cute. That's a, her showing the respect <laughs> of your relationship. I agree. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, be- it's beautiful. I mean, I think he's, he took it, he let them take the lead, you yeah. know, and some days I want them to be more affectionate to, to him. And other days um, I'm shocked at their complete desire to want to be with him and yeah. I didn't push at all and they're like oh hey, I'm still numb exactly yeah. so, so then I realized that their whole relationship is kind of you know all over the place and they're they're happy they're happy and they understand and they're not negatively affected by it at least at this point so I do want to ask one last thing mm-hmm. and I don't mean it in a like let's not go down the politics route like yeah. uh, I know I don't I feel like I'm, I'm not meaning this in a controversial way but how did you feel can we take Hillary Clinton out of it and mm-hmm. just do the woman card for mm-hmm. a second how are you feeling about having a daughter in New York and the thought that she there may have been a female president like to, mm-hmm. what did what were you thinking that may sort of give her <clears throat> well um wow so yes yeah, so taking I think it would have 
A lot of what we give our girls growing up is they wear Batman uniforms, but they have frilly skirts and, you know, crop tops. And they're they're like the play on the superhero, right? Mm -hmm. And it's very clear if you look at all the past 44 presidents of the United States, they've all been male. Hang on, I actually have to back you up then. Mm -hmm. Because... So they put, they, so say when, that again. Yes, yeah, sorry. So no. when you put children in superhero costumes, the female version of the superhero is one with a frilly skirt, sometimes a crop top. It's right. pink. You know, Batman doesn't wear pink, you know, and you just wish sometimes that there didn't have to be this gender disparity just even at such a young age. Mm-hmm. My daughter likes wearing tutus, but guess what? So does my son. I don't think yeah. it really matters at this point. They just like to run around and do whatever. And so when you see something so clear that 44 previous presidents have all been male mm-hmm. and 43 of them have all been white males, there's no doubt in my mind that children don't see how come there has not been a woman. Right. So raising a daughter and telling her truly that you can be anything that you want to be, um, except the president of the United <laughs> States, you There's know? a few exceptions. Exactly. It's really difficult. Um, but this election, I mean, for me being a female, being a minority, having young children, seeing the progress that I personally feel like we have made. Um, also, coming from the Midwest that's and living right. in New York City, so you're seeing the extremes of absolutely both. Absolutely right. Um, that I do have a tremendous amount of conservative thoughts on certain things, but I always think about the overall greater good mm. and the inclusive nature that you need to have. And your experience, if you learn from it, it should be a welcoming one. Right. You can either let fear win or you can let love win. It sounds really lame, but I think that's true. Like, I see little kids that are afraid of dogs because they were bit by a dog once. But you have to slowly get them used to all, not all dogs are going to bite you. Yeah. And it's kind of this whole thing about, you know, religions and the differences of people. We're so much more similar than we are different. Mm-hmm. So much more similar than we are different. And um, just that respect for human life and human rights in general and, you know, choice and individuality and expression is so much greater in my opinion than most everything else and so that is something that i just want my wanted you know my kids to say i can do this we can take this on i will tell you that my daughter some of the children in her school were crying Mm. they had um they sent out a letter to all the parents of the school describing how to talk to your children about it and but my daughter surprisingly she just said well, so he's going to be present until I'm 11. That's not so bad. Yeah. I mean, she put it into a perspective that works for her. That she could handle it. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that it wasn't forever. Uh-huh. And that it's not long term, that it's a finite amount of time that he's going to be affecting our world. Mm-hmm. Little does she know all the policies and things that could right. drastically change. But, you know, she she didn't... She, I felt like that was like a type of resilience that right. she was showing me already that... It's okay. We'll yeah. be fine. Which is so lovely because that's what we, you that, know, that was the one thing you really want for right. your children is its resilience. Right. Oh. So, yeah. Meanwhile, I was crying. <laughs> she, yeah, she was like, I okay. had a few. It's okay, well, Mom. I think I asked the question because um, 
being an Australian and not being able to vote and and never actually being I'm that classic millennial that's like well I don't know enough so I'm not you know right. I'm not going to put my opinion out there right um, and that's why I tried to say out of Hillary take Hillary out of it um, I actually didn't realize how much it meant to me that that, that there was going to be a female mm-hmm. and I think also that the what knowing <laughs> now and being more and more in a, being in a tough city yeah and being in corporate America I guess you know advertising and all different situations of I've never felt more about the gender equality um it's in your face right it's completely in my in my face and and it's not like I haven't had it before and when I look back I'm like but I I think I saw it more of as challenge Mm -hmm. as as now a that doesn't need to be my challenge you know well people still I'm sorry to interrupt you but you know and when you say corporate America and I mean, that's happening in Australia, by the way. That's, sure. I'm just more meaning I'm, I'm in it. You live it, so you experience yeah, it. Yeah, that's just... But, it, but yeah. it still exists where people will say, oh, she she slept her way to the top. People right. will say, oh, she's a bitch because she's strict and tough. I mean, the, the words that are used with women in corporate America, I too am in corporate America, yeah. versus those for the same qualities that a male may possess, and they're looked highly upon whereas women it's frowned upon and um and the whole sleeping their way up Uh, and all sorts of things i mean just the fact that that is still said when quite frankly i'm sure it exists on both counts and god bless you if you're able to work your way all the way to the top and stay there simply based on your your sex you're having yeah guess what that may work for like two seconds it's not gonna work for like your entire career you know and the backlash of anyway yeah yes exactly i mean that's it's comical and it's so degrading right and and i think that this election just brought brought it to the surface absolutely just like you wouldn't believe so I didn't realize until she didn't win mm-hmm. and that she did her speech and how she sort of mentioned, hey, girls, <coughs> right. don't let this at all stop you from, right. from doing something. I was like, oh, it's just it's so much more to this than you could ever possibly imagine. And, and of course, I, I didn't want anyone to vote for her just because she was a woman because right. that doesn't help us at all. Right. You know, that's, that is not what we're asking for. Um, but yeah, I think I just think it's such an interesting time to be growing up as a as a as a young girl and right. sort of um, and to sort of see this happen and ho- I'm just hoping that really good things, you know, it adds more power to it rather right. than depowers it. So I hope so. I do think that it's um, it's it's a tough space overall because I understand in a way what people were voting against, right? Um, voting against the establishment, voting against their best interests. I, I do understand that. Mm-hmm. And I, we were actually discussing this at dinner last night. I always said politicians seem to dance with the devil. You know, and it's always a dance of, okay, I'll take this if you'll give me right. some of this. It's always it's that. It's a so bad or a worse situation, right. really. Right. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know if you can say there's a single person, let alone a politician, that you agree with 100%. I also don't have I mean, anyone in the world that I could Of course not. Agree That's with. what I mean. Another, it's yeah. crazy yeah. to even think about. But you want them to obviously be fighting for what's best for the greater good. But, um, you know, I, I guess we'll go back to that, the Midwest thing. There are definitely people I know that are gay and there's 
of, you know, Muslims and all sorts of things in the Midwest. So I'm not even trying to minimize that, but it's in your face every day here. Um, so it's just a part of life, whether or not you like it or not. Yeah, it's just, well, Where it becomes not, life. It becomes not life. A, not a choice if that <laughs> right. should be a part of life right. or not. It right. is life. Exactly. Yeah. And it's okay. And yeah. life's good. And um, and like you said, we're all very much more similar right. than you could ever possibly imagine. I mean, and but I get the outside looking in. I think we are kind of, you know, gosh, we're kind, we're, we're different here. Yeah. You know, we, I personally think we really make the world go around, but, um, I can't say that to someone who is doing something very different than we are and, you know, living a very different life in the Midwest. But I just, um, yeah, I really think that we, we could all learn a lot from each other. Yeah. You know, because I don't understand always what the struggles are, what actually is going on, or why people, you know, feel the way that they feel. Yeah. Um, and so. I think just all of us acknowledging that, that, right. that if you feel as passionate about something, then someone else can feel as passionate about something else. Right. And, and that's, yeah, hopefully. I honestly probably wouldn't have been as upset um, with the outcome and the choice of, you know, cabinet members, had they not verbalized certain things that was against my right. whole being. Yes. But they then also probably wouldn't have been elected. So, uh, yeah. you know, so it's an int- that I, I don't, and everyone keeps saying, oh, it probably won't be that bad. And while I love to believe that and think that, I said, well, they've really made their voice known and clear. And that's just what I don't agree with. Their policies, maybe some of them are are going to be helpful and yeah. maybe need to be put in place. And I think most things are in the middle of the road, right? Right. So the extreme left and the far right, like, I don't really agree with most of them. Quite frankly, probably it is somewhere in the middle. But if they're tending to either group, it becomes just this polarizing. Yes. So yeah. the anyway. last thing I wanted to just sort of say, okay, because you said when we were having a little bit of Indian food before we mm-hmm. started this, that you are uh, the person that all your friends come to with a, you know, yes. advice. Like, what do you, or what has become this, uh, if you had sort of the one, one thing to share about to, to people about relationships that you've learned over time, mm. what, what comes to mind? Cause I, I'm sure I could ask you that and 20 days later, you'd be like, I still, I will, let I'm me just sure. finish this. Yeah. But like what, what pops in, um, to the mind sort of straight away with, with advice? I think, Give it a chance. You have nothing to lose. Get over yourself. Be upfront with what it is that you think you want. Because the moment you hold back, you're not giving 100% of yourself. And who wants 80% of you or 50% of you? I think people are so fearful to open up, probably because they have been hurt, rightfully so. But it's their loss. If somebody is leaving you, and you've given them 100% and you're not good enough for them, if you will, just by using those terms of you're not good enough. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. You know, it's fine. That's good. That's healthy that they are able to say, no, it's not what I wanted. And you should be able to say that to yourself, you know, and to really be able to look and say, no, you're not what I want. And that I don't like that you're not what I want because you should be what I want, but you're not what I want. And it should just go both ways of viewing a relationship, loving honestly, truthfully, 
fully, let's do this without like the restraint that I think we unfortunately put on ourselves out of risk of getting hurt. Thank you so much for coming yeah. on the podcast. This Thank was amazing. You. It was really fun. I've Thank got you a new very friend, much. Everyone. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling you all the time. <laughs> what do you think about this? Yes. Thank you.